if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling aggravated and you're feeling a bit out of control or sleep deprived or anxious or depressed, which everyone is feeling those feelings at the moment. It's an emotional roller coaster of all things mm-hmm. currently for everyone. So the only things that we know that are proven to get us out of those, I, I should say, negative mindset, physical and mental and emotional um, phases are uh, to revert back to those non-negotiables and those habits and finding a little bit of um, consistency for ourselves. Welcome to Retreat Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Kate Williams. I'm a personal trainer, certified health coach and founder of Retreat Yourself. If you're looking for a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled life, then you've come to the right place. Each week, I'll be diving deep into what it means to live a life well-lived, holding thought-provoking conversations with some of the world's most inspiring people, leaving you with actionable tips, tools, and takeaways so that you too can lead a life well-lived. So grab a cuppa, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's time to begin your journey to your most incredible life. Everyone, I hope you're all staying well and looking after yourselves. Now, before I get into talking about today's amazing guest, I wanted to quickly talk to you about some changes I've decided to make with the podcast. Because of this whole COVID situation, my workload increasing and a number of other reasons, I've decided to drop the episodes back to fortnightly. I was just starting to feel very overwhelmed with it all, and I knew that I needed to practice what I preach and prioritize my own self-care. So from now on, the episodes will be every fortnight. They'll still be amazing. The guests we'll have on will just be awesome, but it just means that I've got a little bit more time to dedicate to all the other things that are going on in my life. It won't be forever forever either, um, but I will let you know when we're going back to weekly. I hope you guys can all understand. And now onto today's amazing guest, we have the incredible Steffi Prem. Steph is an ex-Winter Olympian. She's a motivational speaker, an incredible entrepreneur, one of Australia's leading experts on women's health and wellness, and she's just an all-round rad chick. Steph is also the owner of Studio PP, a Pilates and wellness studio in Melbourne. You'll hear in this episode that Steph absolutely practices what she preaches in all aspects of her life, and she really has her feet firmly planted on the ground. Today on The Potty, you'll hear us talk about all things dealing with adversity, managing your mindset, and pivoting your life when the time is right. We chat about the current situation and how COVID has impacted Steph and her business, and also all about her best tips to maintain a sense of sanity and groundedness when life feels completely out of control. Honestly, this girl is such an inspiration, so if you've been feeling low or struggling with life a bit lately, I promise you'll be feeling better after listening to this. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Steph, how are you going? Hi, Kate. How are you? Thank you for having me. (laughs) For you guys listening, I thought I think I better tell you that this is like our 17th try at recording this podcast. Technology is not working in our favor at the moment. Oh, dear. Uh, the joys yeah. of social distancing, hey? Having to do everything through the internet. <laughs> it's against us today, but we're going to try one last time. Yes, exactly. Awesome. So, Steph, as I've mentioned before, and I'll mention again, I always start my podcast by asking my guests to introduce themselves. I think it's really good to hear from the people themselves about what they do and in their own words and kind of what they're about. So if you don't mind explaining what you do, that would be awesome. 
No worries. Well, my name's Steph Prem. I'm the founder and director of Studio PP, um, which is a health and wellness um, centre. I'm a former Winter Olympian, personal trainer, clinical Pilates instructor, um, pretty passionate about really good exercise prescription and good quality movement and mindset. Uh, and that's essentially, you know, the pillars that my business are built on. I work with an incredible team across uh, two studios in Melbourne. Um, one is a, a more corporate health and wellbeing focused studio and one is our headquarters where we're open to the public. And then we also have a pop-up studio down the coast, um, obviously none of which are open at the moment due to these um, unprecedented times. But normally that's what keeps me busy and honest and um, what I'm pretty passionate about is helping people live their happiest and healthiest lives um, along with, you know, some motivational speaking and workshops and retreats and all those kinds of things. Um, and at the moment we're just working to, I guess, bring all of that together somehow online and and pivot, you know, to this uh, new uh, online platform and, and how we can still deliver the same sort of quality service um, in, in a very different landscape. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always inspired by everything that you do. I feel like you've just always got your finger in so many different pies, but you seem to nail everything. It's really inspiring. <laughs> that is very kind. But I think as we all know, from the outside looking in, things can always look um, more glamorous than they are. Absolutely. It's a, a yeah. lot of um, hard work, um, sweat, blood, tears, hustle and, and um and uh, reality behind it all, which I'm always, I try to be very honest about, but um, I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So obviously, like you touched on just then about having to pivot and kind of move on to, um, you know, delivering what you do online. It really is a crazy world that we're living in at the moment. And I'm sure many people are kind of dealing with that in different ways. Um, but today I really wanted to chat to you about dealing with adversity and managing your mindset, like you mentioned that you're very much about, and also pivoting your life when the time is right. I know that you've been through some pretty crazy mm. times in your life where you've had some complete unforeseen circumstances, obviously with the whole situation the world's in right now, but also with some other events in your life. So do you mind telling our audience about a time when this has happened to you and, um, you know, what's happened in your life and how you've kind of pivoted from that? Sure. I mean, I think I've been having the conversation with a lot of clients um, at the moment, whether that be, uh, you know, face-to-face -face or virtually, however we're all communicating at the moment or like we're doing right now around how people cope in these these current circumstances. And I think a, a, something or a theme that keeps rising is that people are saying if you've been through, I guess, grief or trauma or adversity in the past, then maybe this next phase is a lot easier to cope with. Mm. Um, and, I, I mean, I think I can somewhat relate. I've, I've had my fair shares of ups and downs in life and I think it, if anything, at the end of the day, it just helps you realise that, um, you know, we're, we're always going to be faced with change and change is a huge trigger for um uh, for anxiety and um, for, uh, I guess, uncertainty, I guess, and people don't like uncertainty. None of us do. Um, I mean, for me, I, at 24, I had a horrific accident uh, in the World Cup finals 
in um, a snowboarding event. I came off the last jump um, just before the finish line, the last feature, the last jump of the last race of the season, uh, and I came up about six, seven metres short of where I was meant to land. Oh, my gosh. My um, physio explains it like falling out of a first-floor building to concrete. My accident essentially uh, took out the entire left-hand side of my body. I fractured my spine in about three places. I dislocated my pelvis or did some serious damage to my pelvis obviously um lower back severe spinal whiplash broke six ribs um tore my hamstring um did serious you know hip uh and spinal damage uh and for me that kind of sent me into a bit of a um spiral at the time because I was a professional athlete and that's all I knew and all I loved and all I thought I was doing and I'd just come off the back of my Olympic debut and I thought I was going to go back around and do it all over again so I guess I was faced with obviously very different circumstances but similar in the sense that I was thrown a curveball uh, with the uncertainty of not knowing I, if I would could come back from that injury, whether I would ever compete again, whether I would snowboard again, um, you know, what I would do after professional sports, which is something at, you know, 23, 24, I hadn't quite considered yet because I didn't think my career was yet over. Um, so if anything, it just forced me to be um, a little bit more, I guess, um, upfront with myself uh, and honest with myself as to where I wanted to go next and how I was going to get myself out of that and do the work and work out, you know, that what I did then was going to help me um, progress and, and succeed in that next phase. Um, but also, you know, I was so used to having, you know, short-term goals, long-term goals as an athlete, where I was going, what I was doing, you know, certain routine um, and that sort of felt like that was all stripped away from me. Um, and then it kind of, it took me a while to realise it, um, but once I did realise it, it was very empowering to to realise that I actually could just recreate my own routine and recreate my own goals and re-look at what's important to me and see it as an opportunity to be like, okay, maybe sport is not serving me anymore. What else could I do? If I'm not going to go back to sport, what could that look like for me? And you know, maybe shine a light on some other areas of my life that I was passionate about or I'd never really had the chance to explore because of sport. So that was kind of what I was forced with at that age. And, I, I you know, I really see this time we're all in now as somewhat similar um, where people are sort of playing victim to the to the situation and, and losing their routines and struggling with the new working environments from home and um, not being able to find their feet with these new circumstances. And, I mean, essentially, you know, you um you touched on mindset as well but it comes down to what your decision is I guess on, in the day in the week in the month to make the most of that situation um otherwise you will just be a victim to the situation there's no doubt about it um so I mean that's my best example that I I can somewhat relate to you know I I, I also went through a um divorce last year and that just forces a huge amount of change in one's life, um, where you again relook at your priorities and relook at your life goals and your visions and your lifestyle and how you live and um, and and how you cope on your own as opposed to coping with another person, which you 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 become used to, whether it's right or wrong, you become used to it. Um, so I guess in terms of change, I've had a couple of you know um, changes and curveballs thrown at me which I guess takes a level of re resilience and certain type mm -hmm. of mindset um 
and is what I'm encouraging a lot of my clients to kind of try to reframe at the moment the situation they're in because, you know, if you have your health and you're still employed, if if, if only part-time, if not full-time, you know, and your family's okay and worst case scenario is you have to work from home and be somewhat isolated from your social life and or friends and family for a little while, I just don't see it as the end of the world. I see it as a real opportunity to hit pause for a while, I guess, and and just recalibrate and and regroup on on what's important and and use the time yeah, for yourself. Absolutely. And and what you were saying before about how um, you know people that have been through big change before, yeah. or they've been through you know adversity before, they're actually feeling a little bit more comfortable in the situation because they've had to deal with that change. And I think often the thought of change is quite scary because it's like everything that you know gets uprooted and uplifted but it really is an opportunity to kind of start afresh even when you absolutely hit rock bottom it's a chance for you to re-evaluate everything in your life and kind of start on a new path or start afresh um so yeah I absolutely agree with everything you said couldn't agree more I think we're given reroutes in life for a reason and you know you obviously we all grow from challenge we learn from challenge um we learn a lot about ourselves and others from challenges that we're faced in life and I just even if you can't see it at the time and I'm not saying I've never been a victim to situations or I've never felt sad or upset or um you know isolated or lonely or um traumatized by certain situations I absolutely have felt all of those things um but it's 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 sort of you know how do you reframe it you can't stay in that volatile environment um all the time so how how do we you know reframe it absolutely yeah I think it very much comes comes down to attitude really and you know like you should absolutely allow yourself to feel the feelings that you're feeling, but not wallow in them. So it's like, okay, I acknowledge that I'm feeling it this way, but what can I do to shift it and what can I do to change it? Absolutely. I'm definitely, you know, I I speak to, um, to you know, um, optimism a lot and, and that's not um, false optimism. That's like realistic optimism that I truly believe we're going to all come out the other side of this in, in what shape or form. None of us really know, but I think the... Um, especially for all of us that are in this together at the moment, is is that we are all in this. Everyone's in the same situation. So it's not like you've been dealt a bad card. Everyone has at the moment and everyone's um, suffering or struggling in their own way, shape or form. Um, so I, I think it's just really important for us to look at our our circumstance and try to try to focus on what is the positives of this situation how can how can we you know reroute and and do it quickly um i saw a you know i um a fantastic article i'm reading i'm really fascinated by this whole situation at the moment i'm reading a lot of articles <laughs> online and and you know my clients share a lot of things with me as well but it's um you know they've they're relating this situation that we're in at the moment as um you know, to the stages of grieving, like we're all in a really big uh, phase of grief, and and you know we're we're somewhat grieving the life that we used to have and that we were used to, and just like you said, we don't like change, and and um, nobody likes upheaval. It's it's uncomfortable, um, but you know, I, I always refer to athletes because that's what I was and what I know, but, you know, discomfort and training, you know, outside of your comfort zone and doing things that push you are often the areas and the reasons why you succeed in other parts of your life. So 
um, you know, referring back to the whole grief thing, you know, I think we've all been in that sort of shock and denial phase of, mm-hmm. of this whole COVID situation. And, um, uh, you know, I think where um, a lot of us are still very much in that phase, um, but some of us are starting to shift into sort of that next phase of, um, well, then there's, I guess there's always a bit of an anger and a blame phase as well, which I think a lot of us go through, whether that's at our lives or at our jobs or at our situations or our employers or employees or, our, um, you, you know, our lifestyle or lack of, uh, you know, we've all had that kind of anger and blame game. And then you start to, you know, um, be a little bit sad and upset and start to grieve properly. Like you said, sit in it, accept it. Yes, this is what I've lost. This is what I'm upset about. And maybe we'll never have some of that again, but what's the positive? And then, then there's that sort of, then you come into that phase of sort of like, I guess, acceptance and rebuilding. And what does that next sort of phase look like? And how can it look? And how much control do we have over it? Um, and that's kind of the area where I like to hang out. And don't get me wrong, I've sat in the other areas as well, but it's um, a, lo- a lot more comfortable. We all have, yeah. It's a lot more comfortable um, sitting at the top phase of that, you know, acceptance at the, at the sort of if you're looking at it as a, um, a grief scale, it's a lot more comfortable to sit in that kind of acceptance and rebuilding phase and, the quicker people can get there, I think the easier this is going to be for everyone and the more comfortable people will be in this this situation. And um, I'm sure there'll be elements of, of this isolation that people will miss when, when we all go back to normal. Exactly. Yeah, there's so many, I feel like there's so many silver linings to the situation, but I think as humans, we're kind of conditioned to like comfort um, and yes. we don't like anything that brings discomfort. So the minute that all of our comforts are taken, or what we know is comforts anyway, are taken away from us, yeah, we get angry and we get frustrated and we start blaming people. And if we haven't dealt with change before, I think it's really hard to to move through into that acceptance phase as quickly because you've never really had to do it before. Do you have any skills or, or anything or any particular like um, things that you do to help you move through into that acceptance phase a bit more? Yeah, I mean, I think that's um, a great question. The quicker, like I said, that we can all move into it, I guess the better. But for me, it's like I said, going back to when I was an athlete, that's what I draw on um, a lot because that's what I know. Um, mm-hmm. And it was coming back to that that routine uh, and coming back to a bit of consistency um, and a bit of habit. They're the things, you know, like consistency, routine and habit, uh, I think, the, the key pillars to achieving your full potential. Um, you know, you speak to most successful people and most athletes or um, most, uh, you know, um, directors or like if I'm thinking about people I work with, CEOs, um, directors, successful people, like they, they almost quite ritualistic about their daily um, routine and their habits. Um, and that's sort of, I, I think, for people the best way to sort of feel in control when we're living in a current climate which feels very out of our control. Yeah, um, absolutely. And absolutely. the one thing we can control is ourselves and we can um, control our minds and we can control our bodies, um, but you have to want to do that. You have to exercise, you know, your mind uh, as much as you would exercise your body. Um, and I think it, it really comes back to 
I know I've been having that conversation with clients recently about motivation. They're like, I'm just, you know, this this whole situation is very overwhelming and I just don't feel very motivated to ABC, you know, get up, work out, get out of my tracksuit pants, you know, make healthy food. You know, a lot of people would just prefer to ISO eat and not get in a routine <laughs> and, and not find their way. And I'm not criticizing. I'm just finding uh, finding that's a common conversation that I'm having. Yeah, um, so, you know, I think throw motivation out the window and, and really focus on discipline and how how we can stay a little bit more disciplined uh, for ourselves in this time um, and that, that will make your whole routine and your daily habits a little bit easier when you're a little bit more disciplined about them. Like have a think about what your non-negotiables are. Like if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling aggravated and you're feeling a bit out of control or sleep-deprived or anxious or depressed, which everyone is feeling those feelings at the moment. It's an emotional roller coaster of all things currently for everyone. Mm-hmm. So the the only things that we know that are proven to get us out of those, you know, I, I should say negative mindset, physical, mental and emotional um, phases are to revert back to those non-negotiables and those habits and finding a little bit of um, consistency for ourselves. So, you know, that can be anything as simple as moving 30 minutes every day you know, daily exercise is so key, still making sure we're setting alarms and, and you know, getting ourselves out of bed, bed every day to and, and eat at the right times to create some consistency. Um, you know, I don't, uh, meditation's not for everyone, but everyone should be practicing at this, at this time, some form of um, meditative practice, Absolutely. whether whether that be meditation or that be um, mindset or affirmations or mindful movement or, you know, yin yoga or Pilates or whatever that looks like, everyone needs some kind of meditative practice to keep themselves in a calmer state of mind when um, we're living in a state of chaos currently. Totally. And I think as well with like meditative practices, I totally like respect what you said about not everyone liking meditation because I feel like a lot of people, you say the word and they're like, nah, I can't do it. So it's Not like, for oh. me. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> yeah, totally. So it's like, well, what can you find that, yeah, calms you down and allows you to have a bit more awareness of your of your thoughts and, and the state of mind that you're in? Because I think a lot of the time for a lot of people, they're in this panic state and they're not actually able to to recognize that they're playing the blame game or they're angry. Um, so I think a lot of the time it comes back to just bringing that awareness to the way that you think. And that would come from lots of activities like yoga or going for a mindful walk or something like that. Yeah, well said. Absolutely. It's um, it's people really need to explore. And I love what you said about sitting in your own thoughts, which a lot of people are very, very uncomfortable doing. Um, and I think people forget because, you know, I think meditation aside the word mindfulness gets thrown around a little bit easily these days as well I think um it's the new hip work it's the new kale you know in the wellness world um but you know people forget that there is a lot of science and a lot of research behind mindfulness um and it's just like you said it's just really being um focused on like being intensely aware of 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 what how you're feeling and and how you're sensing um, situations in that moment. So being a little bit more present and, like you said, being aware of how you're managing situations because so many people are just not aware of it. Um, and, and it has an immediate response on, you know, reducing negative emotions and stress and anxiety and increasing positive emotions and, and feelings of 
uh, you know, self-love and self-compassion, which we all need more of at the moment. Yeah, we absolutely do. I love what you said before as well about um, you being the only thing that you can control. I've been speaking a lot about that to our community recently because I think in the world that we're living in, we, we have no control over what's going on at the moment. So when you're no. constantly thinking about what's going on with the, the isolation rules or what the numbers are of the coronavirus, everything all of a sudden seems so overwhelming because you've got no control. But like Absolutely. you said, when, when you bring it back to you and you focus on your daily routine and you focus on having habits, all of a sudden your immediate reality is in control. So you feel so much less overwhelmed and more calm in, in the way that you're living your life beautifully said and you and it, and it forces you to step away from the blue screens and and the overwhelming power that is the media at the moment and mm-hmm. you know give yourself back a little bit put yourself back in the driver's seat of what's important in that day instead of getting caught up in essentially what I call the shit sandwich that is um the coronavirus currently that we're living in um and the uncertainty that comes with that so I think what you are certain of is is the way you you can control your day and yeah. the quicker you can get that under control and find things that um, make you feel calmer, bring you some joy, um, you know, and, and essentially use every day as an opportunity to employ more self-care into your daily life, um, I think we could all live, you know, lot healthier and happier like I I went for a walk this morning and honestly I've never seen so many people out walking it's 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 like more busy than it normally is um (laughs) socially distanced walkers obviously but um you know the the world is being forced to uh make well-being uh more of a priority at the moment and people are getting stir crazy being stuck in their homes and being isolated so people are forced to be outdoors getting fresh air and be a little bit more grateful for what's around them and enjoy um the little things which is just could be that that daily walk or that daily element of mindfulness or breaking up your work day with um you know a bit of outdoor serenity so i i think you know like you said there's there's got to be a lot of positives that come out the other side of this as well Absolutely, I think so, and I think that the wellness industry will probably have a mass. It will have a massive growth after this because people will actually start to realize that wellness isn't really just this woo-woo word that gets thrown around. And it's like the word mindfulness, like you were saying before, it just gets used a lot, and I think it kind of loses its um, importance or its, you know, worthiness. I think people are like, oh, wellness, it's just a nice to have. But I think after the situation, people are going to understand the importance of it. Well, hopefully anyway. Oh, I agree. Or they realise that um, health and wellness is such a, uh, or wellness, sorry, is such a more holistic approach to to well-being. Um, You know, people forget that essentially it's just focusing more on your overall performance and well-being. It's not this frightening word and it's not woo-woo and it's not, you know, sitting on top of a mountain, um, you know, or and and meditating for hours on end. It's it's really just taking a more proactive approach to uh, your health and well-being as opposed to a reactive approach, which is what we're all kind of living in currently. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you obviously went from professional snowboarding, which is amazing. How long were you doing that for, by the way? Uh, I was a professional athlete for about, uh, I would say, for the better part of my career, 10 years. Wow, that's amazing. So Yeah, it's um, I knew and loved for a long time, yeah. Yeah, Totally. And then you obviously uh, fell into health and wellness or ended up in the health and wellbeing kind of space and were really interested in that. How did you get into Pilates and opening your Pilates studios? 
Oh, it's, I think, um, I mean, as a as an athlete, you're very exposed to health and well-being anyway. I grew up in a very, very active and healthy household um, with my family anyway. Um, and then I guess I was very um, spoilt for choice uh, and very privileged as and blessed as an athlete to work with some outstanding coaches um, uh, and professionals and mentors. Um, so it, it almost seemed second nature to stay in health and well-being when I left sport. Yeah. Um, but I was in rehabilitation for a long time and that's physical rehabilitation with my accident. And when, uh, after, um, breaking my back, you know, it was, there was a, it was a big comeback. It was about five years of physical and mental rehabilitation to come back from that accident. Um, and in that time, I guess I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about health and wellbeing. And as a professional athlete, the health and wellbeing that I knew or fitness more so and training and, um, I, I guess conditioning and priming that I knew was to absolutely belt the shit out of yourself, um, and and operate in that in outside of your comfort zone, you know, five days a week. Um, and I was, you know, tr- training, you know, forty to sixty hour weeks as an athlete. That's and then crazy. when I when I injured myself, that all got taken away from me, and I was so injured that I would struggle to even get through, you know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes of a Pilates rehab session. So it became very evident to me very quickly in my obviously level of empathy and understanding of the how much we take our physical body for granted really, really shifted and changed. And I just went on this all-enduring, I guess, journey of, of well-being and how to explore it and how to look at it in different ways. And I worked with some incredible people uh, both in the lead-up to the Olympics but also a lot of those people worked with me in my rehab. But then I met a whole new um, category of people um, and and Pilates. I, I was a dancer and a ballerina for fifteen years prior to my sporting career, so mm-hmm. I'd been ex- I'd been exposed to, um, you know, really good exercise prescription and and um, Pilates mm-hmm. um, at a young age, but not specifically. It was sort of my my old ballet teacher was former Australian ballet school, so she always. Um, I guess intertwined a lot of that kind of um, training uh, into her classes, and and she had studied Pilates, but I didn't. It really didn't hit me until I was about twenty five, and really reassessed what I wanted to do and how much I was enjoying the more restorative side of exercise and that nurturing side of exercise, and how I could get the same out of my body um, without having to kill myself. Um, and it just it really shifted my perspective and don't get me wrong I think there's a place for both but um in in terms of getting the best out of people I really really enjoyed learning more about um I I guess good corrective exercise which ties in with the the Pilates um and the personal training and uh, and that kind of became my driver behind starting my business and how I realized I could help others because I literally started with boot camps in the park with um, uh, women's boot camps and a lot of these women couldn't do half the exercises. A lot of these women just really wanted company and they wanted uh, someone to uplift them and inspire them to look after themselves a little bit better and Mm -hmm. that was something that I really enjoyed the mental aspect of the the physical training. Uh, and even though I was so debilitated myself because I started my business, you know, only a couple of years into my own rehab journey. So although quite debilitated myself and I couldn't do half the boot camps I was prescribing for other people to do, um, I realised that I could still be such a support system to people 
in other ways. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where it all came from. It's so amazing that you started doing that while you're still in rehab. <laughs> I feel like so many people would struggle. You're obviously such a go-getter to be able to just get up and, and get stuff done. And even just you're, you're right in saying that a lot of women go to boot camps and they do exercise like this because they need that support network. So it's incredible that you're able to recognize that and then be able to act on that. It's awesome. Well, for, I mean, for me, a big part of what I missed leaving sport, I'm, I'm very competitive. I'm the first to admit, like severe white line fever and very, very competitive. And I, that's obviously the first, first and foremost, what you miss about sport. There's no, there's no greater feeling than being in a start gate or winning a race, all of that. You definitely miss that. And that, that's an addiction that you, you have to lose. You know, you can't get that back after you leave sport. But second to that, what I missed most was the camaraderie. And um, even though I was in an individual team sport, I'd travelled with the same kids from around the globe, you know, the top 20, 25 athletes in the world. We, we were all travelling together and we're on the same circuit and we're all from different walks of life and we'd all, we'd all meet up at the same races and we'd train together and we'd eat together and we'd stay in the same, um, you know, pensions and hostels and whatever. So we all shared a life. Mm, um, yeah. And even though on competition day you had to turn up and perform and compete against one another, we all kind of um, lived that and shared that same life and passion and experience together. And I think that's the same with any sport or with all, with all health and well-being. And, and that's why people get addicted to gyms and to studios and to certain training techniques because they feel a part of something. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I recognised that's what I missed in sport. So that became my goal to then create and I guess um, be able to be that for other people. Definitely. And from an outsider looking in, you've definitely created an awesome community with um, Studio PP and everything. I've come to your events. I've actually spoken at one. one you have. Yes. That was a wonderful event. It was so good. And it was very clear that you've created a beautiful community, which is awesome. What you were saying about the the whole um, competitive side and, you know, standing at the podium or standing at the gate ready to go or whatever, do you kind of feel like business or running a business and starting businesses fulfills that part of you as well? I feel like not that it's a, a competitive thing, but it's kind of like climbing Mount Everest every time you start a business. There's so many challenges that you need to get get over do you think yes. it feels that? Uh, the short answer, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, you can definitely put your same, yourself in the same amount of uh, stress. You know, the body doesn't, <laughs> the body and the mind don't know the difference, unfortunately, um, yeah. when it comes to fight or flight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going back to what you said before about you were like, oh, you're obviously driven because you still turned up to the park when you were injured and whatever. Like, Yes, absolutely. I've always been driven. I'm not someone that likes to to sit on my hands. But also, you know, a lot of credit when credit's due. I had an incredible sports psychologist um, who helped me through a lot of my rehabilitation mentally. And it just got to the point where we'd, you know, we'd realized that I may not go back to sport, but there was still a possibility that I could, you know, like there's the possibility that all of us could go back to running our businesses with COVID in the next few weeks or few months or whatever that looks like. We don't know. So it was really about operating the best I could in in the time and the space that I had then. And she was like, you know, we really just need to channel all this energy somewhere (laughs) because it's not being channeled into sport at the moment. so although physically depleted mentally I was still you know supercharged um 
And I, I just, that's, that was a whole reason behind starting my business and doing what I was doing. And I, I definitely feel I've felt some similar challenges, if not worse challenges. I found, I find, I found professional sports and, and, you know, competing against the best in the world and throwing myself off 60, 70 foot kickers a lot fucking easier than running a business <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, think, sorry, continue. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, from the outside world, like looking at you and looking at what you've achieved, I think it can be easy to see like the highlights and the glitz and glam, but people don't often see what's going on behind the scenes. And like you said, like running a business can be so bloody hard. I know exactly <laughs> how it is. It takes a lot of grit and a lot of determination, like you were saying earlier. Can you tell me a little bit about what it's been like? Because obviously you've got the three, well, the two studios and then the pop-up shop. Um, what kind of challenges have you come into start like starting and running your businesses? I mean, I, the joy of running and the thrill of running the business is is something that I, I love. I mean, I think there's a lot of parallels between um, uh, not just um, professional athletes but like uh, – you know, uh, well, maybe, yeah, professional athletes and Olympians and um, a lot of the athletes I work with, there's a lot of parallels between them and I think, say, business leaders or there's a reason why a lot of successful sports people become successful business leaders because I think uh, I can, you know, say this myself, like I'm addicted to performance and, you know, high performance. Um, We're often, you know, A-type personalities, high achievers. We're pretty driven. Uh, You know, we live for purpose and doing things that give us purpose and make us happy. Uh, We operate well under high pressure and stressful situations. Um, Adaptability, like especially in sport, you have to have adaptability. Like I I was in a sport where the weather could change, the conditions could change, the athletes could change, you could injure yourself, like things changed all the time and you still had to turn up and be your best on the day. So that's something I always remind myself of when I turn up to a stressful day at work or a stressful day. And look, I, I find it quite humorous because people are like, oh, but you run a Pilates business. That's 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 so sweet. Oh. Um, you know, that's different to, to other business. And, you know, it's not. Um, it, it's, you know, I still, uh, you know, I, I've employed up to 22 people at a time. I'm still running multiple um, facilities and, and managing multiple um, people and skill sets and personalities and all of that. And I think that's no different in any business. No. Um, you still have to be a leader with it, you're in, within your own um, business and, and make sure you're living true to, you know, the purpose and the why and the pillars of, of why you started and what you do and is everyone working within those those pillars as well? Is everyone on board? Um, mm. You're taking a lot more risk than anyone else. Uh, and and the thrill, to be honest, dies very very quickly. So, <laughs> yes, that's having true. <laughs> to keep a positive mindset all the time is challenging. And there's days where it's really really hard to uh, hold space for your team and your clients and um, uh, you know your um, y- not just your employees but the the stakeholders and people you work alongside with and with you know it's hard to keep a positive mindset when you're struggling to hold space and look after yourself so um you know biggest struggle for me is always and first and foremost is staff and people and I'm very honest and open about that to find the right people is the hardest thing in business I've found Mm -hmm. for me personally um and to keep those people and and to keep them engaged and to make sure they're not always off looking for the next best thing 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I work in a very saturated environment. You know, health and fitness and Pilates is um, very, very saturated at the moment. So ho- holding down really good people, um, keeping a really good culture, um, making sure that you want to work there and then in, and in turn people want to work there and be there with you and believe in the same values. Um, I found that's all the biggest challenge, I think. Um, yeah. And then, you know, everything else, you know, and that's not mentioning finance and, you know, mm-hmm. running your P&Ls and running a budget and, you know, keeping your payroll in order and making sure you've yeah. got cash flow and all the other um all the other I think if you don't run your own business that's the things you don't understand and the stress and the and the and the, and the way that that can keep you up at night and, yeah. and make it so much more challenging and just add so many levels of of stress and anxiety and and um you know adrenal overload to the system totally totally oh my gosh I know all about that <laughs> but I, I think you know like people can see that you I know you do <laughs> people can see that you've set up this this Pilates studio and it might had seemed easy from the outside but like like you said it's so and managing staff and people is not just it's it's hard on an emotional level as well like understanding other people and understanding what makes other people tick and you know you really need to have a good understanding of that to be able to communicate what you need to the people in the way that they're going to be able to understand and hear it it's actually really challenging managing staff really absolutely and look I'm not formally educated in that uh you know in business so Mm -hmm. you know I've learned a lot on my feet I'm I'm very grateful and very lucky that I grew up in a family where my my parents run their own business um and, and you know innately I've learned a lot of um a lot through them um but um it, it's you just you learn on your feet and like anything in life if you you know you never never know if you never never go so sometimes you're throwing your head in um and, and you don't really know what you're you're getting yourself into but um I think you just give it your best and you stay open and honest about not knowing everything and I think yeah. that's really hard uh really uh, sorry, not hard easy to fall into that trap as a as a business owner as an entrepreneur you're trying to trying to wear like fuck a hundred hats at once um (laughs) but you don't really know how to do everything properly (laughs) so Uh, you just turn up every day you know like you know um in sport you know my parents used to always say like you're only as good as your last race and it's true you have to turn up you might you win some you lose some you turn up the next day and you do it all over again and I take that same sort of approach to business Yeah, absolutely. You definitely, definitely need to have that approach to business. And like you said, like a lot of the time, I think people think that you know everything from the start, but there's so much just clambering around, trying to figure things out on the fly. Um, Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a challenging game. And obviously, you know, when things change around you that you've got no control over, say, for example, the COVID situation, particularly with a business like yours, you know, you have a studio where people come in in groups of, say, 30 and... Mm you can't do that anymore. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what you've done to pivot in the current environment and what you're now offering? Yeah. I mean, we, uh, obviously all gyms were closed down with COVID anyway, but we made the, um, business decision to shut, uh, prior to the, the actual government shutting, mm-hmm. uh, shutting us down. We just felt it was um, the right thing to do for our business and for our industry and, and it was the safest thing to do both for our clients and also for our staff because we work very closely um, and hands-on with our clients. We also um, have a, a, an older client base, um, which I cherish and adore and I, I didn't want anyone to feel at risk within our space. 
Um, so we obviously have closed the doors to all three of the studios. Um, and we used the extra time to try to uh, adapt to an online environment very quickly. So we used the time to film an online library of classes and we're now offering um, Studio PP online, which is all of our favourite classes delivered to you with all your favourite coaches online. So awesome. So good. Um, sorry if I speak over you. I think we've got a bit of a delay on the line. Apologies. Oh, no, it's totally fine. I haven't actually even noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and then um, we've, we're also offering virtual. So for our corporate studio, so Rise by Studio PP, which is our um, corporate offering um, on, in Collins Street in the CBD in Melbourne, is uh, virtual. So we're doing three virtual classes a day, so 15 classes a week uh, for the open to the 4,000 tenants of that building. and. Um, we're also offering virtual PTs and um, ergonomic uh, consultations and wellness consultations. Um, and then I guess personally and with um, my small team that I still do have, we've obviously had to let some of our team go, which was the most heartbreaking part mm. of this whole process. Um, but, you know, staying optimistic that we'll all come out, out the other side of this. And like you said, health will be at the forefront, I hope, and we will all kick back into gear um we're all just managing that balance between uh still managing a few clients outdoors which we legally still can do and um the virtual platform then we've got the online library and platform and then we're also doing the wellness um and virtual pt consultations as well so you know that's what we've had to do to upheave um you know thousands of clients uh upheave the business sorry and 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 cater to thousands of clients and we're and look it's not for everyone um but we've been really overwhelmed um with the uptake we have had from our you know core clients and um the really beautiful thing is that we're meeting new clients online that we may never have had access to prior to this situation so people that have never been able to come to studio pp uh, because they live interstate or they live overseas and now they've got access to our studio online so that's been a blessing and that's been something really positive and and sort of kicked us into gear in that sense to be able to broaden our reach. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. There's that silver lining. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think, I think, you know, you've clearly got a real strong ability to pivot in, in situations like this. Like a lot of uh, companies have just closed their doors and the fact that you've been able to be like, all right, we're moving it all online is just an incredible, incredible thing. And you've obviously got a lot of drive and and motivation and it's very inspiring. Whether government endorsed or not, I, I do see health and wellbeing as an essential service. And yeah, totally. I, I think, um, you know, the mental, the mental health is, of Australians, of our nation, is going to be a really big problem um, following mm-hmm. COVID, if not it already is. So I think uh, the more that we can help mentally, physically and emotionally supporting people throughout this time, then I see that as a huge essential um, service and, and, and an offer of service that my business can still do in whatever capacity I think we we still need to try and do that. Amazing. So amazing. Where can our listeners find you and and find Studio PP? 
to be able to join your classes. Well, I'd love you to join us online and you can just find us uh, on MindBody. Uh, so MindBody Online is just the same booking system you would use to book into most classes Australia-wide for multiple studios. But if you go to yep. Studio PP, you will find our online class library that you can sign up to. Um, and obviously our website, Studio PP au and my my personal website is stephprem.com.au uh, and then obviously Instagram is the way of the world and the future and the best way to find us all. Um, so at studiopp underscore and at steffyprem. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll put all of that in the show notes as well so people can find you. Awesome, yeah, Kate. I just Thank you so much. absolutely loved your insight. You're amazing. Thank you so much. So um, grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Love Steph. your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. See you, gorgeous. Really hope you guys got a lot out of today's episode. I know that I feel so inspired and motivated after chatting with Steph. Not only is she a ray of sunshine, but she's an absolute wealth of knowledge. She actually really knows her stuff. As I mentioned in the episode, I'll put her links in the show notes so you can find Studio PP and Steph Prem uh, online. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. If you've really enjoyed listening, I'd love for you to leave me a review. Every review helps me to know that I'm on the right track. And if you have any suggestions on people who you'd like me to feature or anything else that you'd like to hear, please let me know. Thank you so much for joining and I'll see you next week.